This podcast does not provide medical advice. Please listen to the complete disclosure at the end of the recording. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everyone Dies, the podcast where we talk about serious illness, dying, death, and bereavement. I'm Marianne Matzo, a nurse practitioner, and I use my experience from working as a nurse for 44 years to help answer your questions about what happens at the end of life. And I'm Charlie Navarrete, an actor in New York City, and here to ask questions that you may have while listening to the podcast. We are here because we believe that the more you know, the better prepared you are to make difficult decisions before an unexpected crisis occurs. So please relax and get yourself a little something to eat and drink. Consider your daily requirement of mac- macronutrients or not. not. And thank you for spending the next hour with Charlie and me. In the first half, Charlie reports about the power of music at the end of life and has our recipe of the week. In the second half, I'm going to be talking about music that could be played at funerals. And in our third half, we welcome back Mike Ward, a singer-songwriter from Detroit, Michigan, who will be performing two original songs that could be sung at a funeral as part of our new series, Songs to Wake the Dead. Today's podcast is going to be a real hoot nanny. Yeehaw. Yeah. So to start us off. So Charlie. Yes. Just. Want to know what you got? What you got cooking? Good looking. Psychology. <laughs> ah. Or, or, or psychology. From psychology today, at the time of our final transition from this life, the power of music can be important to provide peace and comfort to both the dying and you know, family members, extended family, friends, Romans, countrymen. Remember the opening of the film, The Big Chill? It's worth looking up. Music helps decrease anxiety, agitation, and pain. It also helps patients to slow and deepen their breath. There is a growing movement to include alternative therapies in hospice and palliative care, as music in these settings has become more accepted and utilized. In the early 1970s, the phrase music thanatology referred to a specific way of playing music for the dying. But nowadays, remember, it's the end of your life or someone else's, so it's no longer you can't always get what you want. Hey, it's the opening of the big chill. So you too can have it sung by the Rolling Stones or played on a harp. It's your funeral. Musicians have training in the use of music to relieve physical and psychological pain. The patient, if able, can take an active role with the music singing along or playing an instrument. Patients can assemble a playlist of songs they want to hear as they come closer to death. Familiar songs can help to remind them and loved ones of happier times and allows people to reflect on their lives and tell their life story in their room or live on Zoom. Even in the last few days or hours of their lives, this relates to sensory pleasure, just like wine and food. The goal of a music vigil is to relieve suffering and provide comfort to the dying process, helping with symptoms like respiratory distress, pain, restlessness, and agitation. It can provide support when a patient is actively dying or liberated from medical life support. Consider what music you would like to hear at the end of life and be sure to write a playlist. And even if you do not have Ode to Joy on your playlist, you can still have Cookies of Joy from a recipe by St. Hildegard. At St. Hildegard Abbey, 
founded by Hildegard herself in Ibingen in 1165, nuns carry on her culinary traditions, making and selling cookies of joy, along with galangal ginger cookies, wine, and a selection of herbal liqueurs and teas. St. Hildegard was a mystic, healer, and passionate proponent of spelt and nutmeg. She said, Take some nutmeg and an equal weight of cinnamon and a bit of cloves and pulverize them. Then, make small cakes with this and flour and water. Eat them often. It will calm all bitterness of the heart and mind, open your heart and impaired senses, and make your mind cheerful. It purifies your senses and diminishes all harmful humors in you. It gives good liquid to your blood and makes you strong. If this recipe seems vague, we have the detailed recipe in our show notes. <laughs> just a, it's just a little vague. But, you know, it's got butter in it, so we got to Yeah, there we are. It's got good. butter. You know what? what, what really? Yeah. What more do you need? So really, You had me at butter. Yeah. So, for those notes, the recipe, and additional resources for this program, please go to our webpage. Follow us, won't you? But, but not home on Facebook and Instagram, and remember to rate and review this podcast. As a licensed nonprofit organization, we are dependent on the kindness of you, our beloved listeners, and always appreciate your donations, which are tax deductible. Lots of people contact us about different shows, which have helped to answer questions of death, bereavement, and should a martini be shaken or stirred? Longtime listeners know the answer. If you find this podcast to be of help, please go to our webpage to donate so that we can continue to provide quality shows about serious illness, dying, death, and drinks at www.everyonedies.org. That's every, the number one, dies.org. Marianne? Thanks, Charlie. You know, everyone has their favorite song music that makes us smile or cry or makes us want to sing louder than Ethel Merman ever could. Music is an important part of the grieving process because it allows you to get in touch with the feelings that are so hard to put into words. After the shock of a death, you may find it hard to process your thoughts and your emotions are hard to describe. Music functions as a channel between the head and the heart allowing us to connect with our true feelings about the death of a loved one. When my sister died, my niece said that every time she listened to country music stations, she would cry. In this case, choose when you're going to listen to certain songs that if they make you cry, you won't spend the rest of your car ride in tears. Typically, songs played at funerals are religious, especially if it's a Catholic funeral. Um, my experience as a longtime Catholic is that the priest can be pretty inflexible when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. But in this have-it-your-way world that we live in, the music at a funeral can be very broad. The relationship between funerals and music is, is incredibly powerful and can offer a sense of peace for friends and family members at a very difficult time. Many people will sprinkle music throughout the funeral service. Memorial songs and funeral hymns set the mood for, of our memories. They honor our loved ones' lives. They give us something to hold on to when things get very emotional. 
The music at a funeral is often tied to specific memories of a loved one. This allows you to reflect on details from a loved one's life, bridging the gap between past and present. When grieving, it may be helpful for you to move backward a little bit before moving forward. Music's a great way to take this step backward, allowing you to fully appreciate the life of your loved one and to get the most out of the ceremony. In addition to helping you remember the life of a loved one, music also serves to strengthen your relationships with others who are grieving their death. Music is a communal experience and provides a way for everyone to acknowledge their grief, honor the life of the loved one, and then lean on each other for support. So let's explore that today. You know, how about using Broadway sounds, songs for funerals? Mm -hmm. The same emotion, inspiration that brings stage characters to life can set the scene for the type of goodbye you would like to say and bring both tears and smiles to those who are grieving. If your loved one was someone who loved to escape to musical theater or cinema, both show tunes and film scores can present a wide range of possibilities for funeral music. One benefit of using Broadway or movie songs for a funeral service is that there are generally many different versions available. So a song like You'll Never Walk Alone from the Rodgers and Hammerstein classical carousel, for example, has been recorded by Frank Sinatra, Judy Garland, Jerry and the Pacemakers, Plink Floyd, and the punk band, the Dropkick Murphys. So you can see that you can take one song and have it fit mm -hmm in a lot of different, different genres yeah, of, yeah. Your, of your funeral. The point is that you can design a service that uses Broadway shows or movie music exclusively, or you can combine it with other types of music. The important thing to remember is that you are choosing funeral songs that will honor your loved one and allow others the opportunity to mourn. If you can bring a smile to someone's face or evoke a special memory, all the better. You can even turn to Broadway music when dealing with grief and death. That music offers great liberation as you explore the authenticity of the life and the death. Check out our resource section for a comprehensive list of show tunes and soundtracks for a funeral service. So truthfully, Charlie, funeral songs can be divided into those that most people would say would be appropriate mm -hmm. for a funeral. Mm -hmm. And those that are not. Which is not to say that you can't choose songs that will make people laugh or cringe. It's your funeral, after all. I know pe people that prop me up beside the jukebox if I die would be perfect for their funeral. And others that would be horrified. It all depends on which mood you're going for. So you, do you know that song? It's, well, I afraid of dying. It's the thought of being dead. I want to go being me once my eulogy been read. Don't spread my ashes out to sea. Don't lay me down to rest. You can put my mind at ease if you fill my last request. Mm. Prop me up beside the jukebox if I die. <laughs> Lord, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to go tonight. Fill my boots up with sand, put a stiff drink in my hand, prop me up beside the jukebox if I die. You like that one, Charles? Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, our executive director, David, is a Monty Python fan. 
and wants always look on the bright side of life played at his funeral. Um, I don't know if, if you know this, the people are listening, but the beginning words are some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble, give a whistle, and this will help turn out for the best. And always, always look, look on the bright, the bright side of life. Always look on the bright side of life. And it goes on. Oh, okay, go on. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's it's an expectation that everybody does the do-do-do-do part and whistles after the always look on the bright side of life. So it's not that it's an inappropriate song. It's like the, 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 the chorus is great. Yeah. But the verse (laughs) is a little odd as it goes on. Um, so it'd be great if people left a musical playlist along with their advanced directive and their will. That way, if anyone complains about the musical choices, you can just say, but it was mom's choice. If the deceased did not leave you any guidance, how do you tell if you should or shouldn't play a song at a funeral? In general, your common sense should be enough of a guide. But lacking that, these tips should come in handy. First, start with their favorite music. The first tip is to consider the favorite music of the deceased. If they loved rock, it's not a good idea to play a rap song at their funeral. since This likely isn't something they would have wanted. I was with a family while the mother, the, fa- the woman in the family was dying, and she loved Christmas music. And so while she was dying, they played Christmas music the entire time because that's what she liked. Um, consider irony or sense of humor. Inappropriate songs would be ironic if played at a funeral, like Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Unless the deceased person <laughs> joked about having this type of irony or humor at the funeral, skip this type of song. Avoid controversy or explicit language. Funerals are generally conservative events. Avoid songs that are controversial or have excessive explicit language. Remember, funerals are for the surviving family more than they are for the deceased. When planning a funeral, recognize the importance of staying respectful and keeping things supportive. Ask yourself, does the song achieve this goal? Even if the person that died is someone you didn't particularly like, it is still necessary to respect their death with appropriate songs and not play Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. Over to you, Charlie. Welcome to the new segment, Everyone Dies, Wakes the Dead. Marianne, any music or cowbell for this uh, for this introduction? Oh. It's a new segment. Uh, there we are, cowbell. We know that there are many wonderful songs that could be played at a funeral. Playlists run the gamut from, as Marianne mentioned, Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead, and Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, to Louis Armstrong's I'll Be Glad When You're Dead, You Rascal You, and Louis Prima's Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. We are inviting songwriters to send us a recording of two of their original songs that could be played at a funeral. One that is appropriate and one that is likely not. 
Please check out the lyrics for the songs in the show notes. And remember, you can purchase music from the artist's webpage, which is also in the show notes. The Artist of the Week is a great friend to Everyone Dies, Mike Ward. If you haven't heard the song he wrote for us, spoiler alert, Everyone Dies. Be sure to check that out on our webpage under the blog tab. Mike sings lyrically-centric, vocally-charged folk songs. Living in Detroit, Mike grew up listening to Irish music and singing in choirs. A few influences are Jason Isbell, Nancy Griffith, Bob Schneider, Bruce Springsteen, and John Prine. For Mike, the roots of family run deep, and the strengths and weaknesses. His writing echoes along empty sidewalks, on country back roads, in family portraits, and the thin lines between joy and tragedy, love and loss, past, present, and future. We asked Mike to tell us why he wrote his funeral song that could be played at a funeral, but was likely inappropriate to do so. He explained the irreverent nature of I'm 45, hitting subjects like lack of belief in God, gluttony, drunkenness, and laziness. In the end, to die heading to hell. Let's take a listen. I'm 45 and I'm not in on my deathbed. 
With a bunch of cheese and a bottle of Stroh's beer at my head You know me, you know me well, you know You know that I'm going to hell, I'm 45 Lying on my deathbed I was 45, yeah I died my dog Spot was the only one who cried I fed him every day of the year Now he'll never get another Gainsburger I was 45 the day I died The second song for the category that could be played at a funeral, and it's even appropriate, Mike chose A Little Farther Down the Road which offers insights into aging, more miles behind than ahead, and any regrets along the way.
farther down the way I cannot clearly see the place where I will be That's it for this week's podcast. Please stay tuned for the continuing saga of Everyone Dies, and thank you for listening. Like sand through an hourglass, so are the number of single socks out of the dryer. This is Charlie Navarrete, who, like Will Rogers, when I die, I want to die like my grandfather who died peacefully in his sleep, not screaming like all the passengers in his car. And I'm Marianne Matzo, and we'll see you next week. Remember, there's more than one way to wake the dead, and every day is a gift. This podcast does not provide medical advice. All discussion on this podcast, such as treatments, dosages, outcomes, charts, patient profiles, advice, messages, and any other discussion, are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Always seek the advice of your primary care practitioner or other qualified health providers with any questions that you may have regarding your health. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard from this podcast. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. Everyone Dies does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, practitioners, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned in this podcast. Reliance on any information provided in this podcast by persons appearing on this podcast at the invitation of Everyone Dies or by other members is solely at your own risk. She said... Take some nutmeg and an equal weight of cinnamon. Ah, poo. Uh, cinnamon. <laughs> you enjoy that, don't you? Cinnamon, 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 cinnamon. She said, take some nutmeg and an equal weight of cinnamon. Now, here I did it again. You did that on purpose, you hag. <laughs> We all have our little ways of getting happy. Yeah. Then make small cakes with this and flour and water. Eat them out often. Eat them often. It will calm all bitterness of the heart and mind. Open your heart and impaired senses and make your mind cheerful.